people, welcome to the Shooting Soccer Shotcast episode 169. I'm your host, Tony Blanco, and tonight I am joined by Ryan Meitzler. Be careful, I might use my final smash on you tonight as we uh, do the Shotcast. <laughs> and George Jimenez. If you get sick at PAX, it's probably because of me. Alright, now we, yeah, this is the, <laughs> <laughs> this is the PAX episode. Uh, we'll be there covering a bunch of stuff for you guys, so let's get into some original shit we've been doing. Um, we actually kind of talked about this before we aired this secrets from you guys. Um, I put out an editorial about, um, you know, basically, and I had, a, I called them HD remakes, but they're not really HD remakes because they were already HD to begin with, but basically it's like, because you have games like Tomb Raider and Last of Us that, you know, are that have been out and are coming out, so I'm like, if you were going to do these games, how would you do it? And I kind of took um, you know, um, Metal Gear, um, The Twin Snakes, and Resident Evil from the GameCube days as my example. This is how I would like these games to be done. I don't expect them to be done like that, but that's how I like it. We just take the, the main core of the game and just, you know, just build it all up from that. That's what I would like at least, but... Um, you know, and you got a lot of fans like, hey, that's not realistic. I'm like, I said it's not realistic. It's right there. This is an ideal. It's a fantasy. Yeah, and I usually think of, like, the developer. Like, how many years did, they, did like, Naughty Dog put in to make Last of Us, and now they have to spend, like, another year, year and a half to HD, HDify the next game? <laughs> like, Yeah, that's why I'm like, this game doesn't need to be redone. <laughs> I, I personally, like, I like my experience. I don't really need it again. But if you're going to do it, it's like, why not add the stuff they wanted to add, like AI fighting each other and Ellie doing stuff besides getting caught. Ugh. And Bill, don't get me started on fucking Bill. Remember that guy? He was always getting caught. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to be sneaky over here. He runs around with his shotgun. I'm like, no, that's not what we're supposed to be doing here, man. Leave Bill alone. <laughs> Lost his lover, all right? Hung himself in the garage. Yeah, that was sad. Womp womp. Spoiler so, yeah, so, yeah, that, um, so yeah, that was part one, and I'll have a part two. Probably not this week because we're doing PAX, so it'll probably be the week after that. And we got a couple of reviews done by our very own George right here. Um, let's talk about Connect. Uh, what is it? Connect Rivals? Is that the name of it? Connect Sports Rivals. All right. So, And you said this was the game that gives you a reason to use your fucking Connect, so... Yeah, because you remember the last game that you could like use your connect. It was that like fighting, that fighters unleashed thing, and that was, was it that long ago? Geez. Yeah. Well, the thing is, aside from let's say like the fitness stuff that's on the connect that actually works really well, but to be honest, most gamers aren't gonna go do P90X on their Xbox One. Like yeah. I did it as a curiosity to see what it was like, but I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. But uh, but yeah, I wrote it. Yeah. It, like I said, I was I ended up playing with my girlfriend in the living room, and we did like tennis and bowling, and it was a lot of fun. It kind of if you want to like uh, replicate that like Wii Sports Resort experience, I think they do a fairly good job. All the games are like really quick, really short, and you know, it looks good. Um, I mean, I you know I dug it for the most part. I because the Connect actually worked for me, and the system does a good job of giving you feedback on something that you're doing wrong. So let's say you're not in frame, the Connect will come up with a silhouette saying, hey, you're just sticking out of frame a little bit, or it's a little too dark. You might want to turn on a light, or turn off a light, or yeah, or you're too close, too far. And then like you have a little thing kind of gauging, so you can kind of like see in the corner what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right. So at least you got some sort of feedback, which was always the issue with... Uh, the connect on the 360 is you never quite knew what 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 you were doing wrong, or what kind of like what you could do to improve the experience. If it just yeah. it, it just didn't work because it didn't work, you had no idea, and that was like the most frustrating part about the connect. At least this time you got some feedback, just only because you see that little silhouette and it's like, okay, we're too close to each other, we're too far from each other. But uh, yeah, I mean for the you know for the most part, we're fine. I mean it's a party game, and then if you have no desire to play like tennis or bowling stuff like that, it's not going to be the game for you. And also, if you don't have the room, then yeah, it's really okay. not the game for you. 
because I tried it at first in my bedroom, and like you know, at an angle, if I turn stuff over, I can make six feet and play comfortably. But if you wanted to play with another person, considering a lot of the games involve you moving from left to right and up and back, yeah, you end up just kind of colliding into each other, especially when you're trying to do something, when you're trying to play tennis and you're trying to like, I'm going to hit it this way, and then all of a sudden my girlfriend's crossing in front of me, and that just confuses the connect, and the connect clearly does not like when people start crossing in front of each other. Yeah. It lets it, it lets it be known that it doesn't want you doing that. So that's why you need plenty of space. But I was surprised that kind of like the it's kind of got this cone that goes out as far as like the place the place space is concerned. Yeah, yeah you can put two people in there, you can play comfortably, which I have found like very surprising. That's great. I'm still shocked that there aren't any like specific connect games. Like there's a lot of games that use the connect, obviously, but yeah, there's no yeah, that's crazy to me. Wow. Yeah, there's a like I said, there's it's mostly just fitness games, and I think after uh, the connect on the 360, because all those connect games are mostly just shovelware. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of developers are just kind of, like, being a little bit apprehensive. Yeah, or you had games on 360 that kind of, like, um, put it, like, in trivial ways, like Mass Effect 3 when they did, like, the voice commands and stuff like that, where it was, like, it was cool, and you'd probably do it for, like, 10 or 15 minutes, but then you'd probably just use the controller because it's more practical, so... And I, and I always feel like that publishers got pressure from Microsoft saying, hey, we got this Kinect thing, you know, we're launching this Kinect thing, you should probably make a game for it. So people are like, oh, I guess we have to. At least this way, everyone has a Kinect, so if a developer has the option, it was like, hey, look, it's there, we know it's not going to go anywhere, so we don't have to, like, you know, we don't have to design a game two different ways. We can put it all-encompassing in one thing. Right. Or if you just want to ignore the Kinect entirely, you can do that, too. But Yeah, they're not forcing people into it. Yeah, I mean, it's it seemed to have worked fine so far. Um and plus, uh, the character creator, though, if you check out my review, I took a video of how the character generation works. So, um, yeah, yeah. You can make your own champion. It's literally just you stand there. It figures out your silhouette because you have a very nice physique. Because um, <laughs> uh, I'm uh, clearly I'm jacked, but it didn't yeah. get uh, portraying that. But the best part is when you kind of lean over and put your face in, it really captures your face and, like, cartoonifies it really well. And I was kind of surprised. Yeah, when I saw your picture, Jorge, I was surprised. I was like, wow, that actually looks a lot like it. <laughs> and, like... and it's freaky. And that's actually been the only thing I want people to check out. So it's like, hey, look, check this out. And I just make them and just see how they look like. Like, I made one of my girlfriend. My girlfriend's like, that's kind of weird that it looks like me. This is kind of disturbing. But yeah, it's really you know, like I said, it's a it's a cool fun game. I mean, it's it's not a hardcore you know Xbox One game. It's clearly a casual. You got some people over. You want to get drunk and play bowling? Go for it. There you go, man. Yeah, but you're not yeah you you know you're not gonna yeah. sit there and just do like I'm do 12 hours of Connect Sports Rivals because a it'll wear you out. Because I tried doing some online for that, and I clearly knew I was beating other people just because I had better endurance than they did. <laughs> at some point, like early in the match, you know, they're like, oh, you know, they're really quick to move around. And then as soon as you get to like game three, they're just not chasing balls anymore. They're just like, fuck it, you hit it over there, I don't want this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, how does the online work? Is it stable and everything? Um, yeah, I mean, I played a pre release version, so I mean, I don't see a billion people playing this at once, but the connection was stable, which was great, particularly in games that require some timing. Like the, uh, the tennis is really important that you kind of. Because, you know, if you're late by a second, you miss the ball. Yeah. But uh, the online for it seemed to work pretty well. And uh, it's very quick. So it's just you, you just want to you pick what kind of game you want to play, you know, you know, tennis or target shooting, and then it'll just match you up with a person online. And if there's no one online, it'll just throw, like, a random AI person at you. Well, that's convenient. Yeah. So I found getting, getting in and out of matches was fairly convenient. Uh, load times, you know, kind of on the long side, I'd say, like, 30 seconds, 45 seconds to get it going. 
Oh no! I don't know, I don't know how, snob, how, how snobby are we now? It's like, yeah, oh my god, these are loading times. <laughs> All right, and then you did another one. This I know you like this one, uh, Dynasty Warriors 8. What is it? What's the full title of this one? Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends. There you go. Are there Gundams? Was there Gundams? It was. Are there Gundams involved in this one? <laughs> I wish. Aww. I mean, Gundams probably would have made this game a lot better. But uh, I mean, the way you can describe a Dynasty Wars game, it's to the point where you just say it's a Dynasty Warriors game. <laughs> it's like, just like, I know yeah, what that yeah. means. And it's there's been enough of this so far. When you just say that, people are like, oh, okay. So I think people are waiting for like the newest innovation of Dynasty Warriors. But I think I'm under the impression that like the Dynasty Warriors franchise is like the the Miley Cyrus or the Spice Girls of video games. And what I mean by that is, I feel that more people are playing and buying this game than admitting it. You could be right about that. That's true. Because I was playing this, and I'm like, how did they make eight of these? Well, eight in a sense. <laughs> and then you get an expansion pack every six months or, like, an updated version of that game every six months. So really there's just, like, there's probably like 20 of these games that have been made in the last Jeez. 10 years. And you're kind of like, someone's buying enough of these games. Or if it co- maybe it costs Temco, it might cost Temco Koei $12 to actually make this game. So it's just like, fuck it, just keep making. It's a profit. Once you wait, sell one copy, wait, What did you profit. call them? What was the name of the company? Uh, Temco Koei. Te- te- isn't it Tecmo? Isn't Tecmo? It's Tecmo. It's Tecmo. It's Tecmo. I'm like, who? Tecmo Koei? Yeah, it's, isn't it Tecmo or is it Temco? I don't know. It's Tecmo. We should, I was it's, Tecmo. It's, it's Tecmo, yeah. <laughs> Let's, Tecmo. Jorge should try and pronounce Bandai Namco. Bad Nine Amco. No, no, it's not that, but the thing is, every time they put out <laughs> press releases, even now when they put out press releases, they still say um, Tecmo Namco or whatever the fuck. They, they haven't switched over to the new name yet. It's like, you're confusing me, people. <laughs> Temco Koei. Yeah. Tecmo. Tecmo. <laughs> I'm saying it, aren't I? No, Tecmo. <laughs> Tecmo. That's Tecmo. What have I been saying? You said, you said, you said, said Tecmo. Tecmo. <laughs> Oh, God, this reminds me of a conversation I had last night, completely off topic. Um, I was doing a Game of Thrones podcast, which will be up in a day or so, and they were all making fun of me because I have a New York accent. I'm like, I don't have a New York accent. I'd say decision. I'm like, decision. And they all started laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing? That's how you say decision. <laughs> like, I ask people if I have an accent. They don't say I have an accent like because you're asking other New Yorkers, Tony. Uh, but I digress. Um, Dynasty Warriors 8, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you started. It kind of puts you in that little, like, trance, like, because before, you know, I'm like, because every time I play a Dynasty Warriors game, and I admit I play, like, maybe every odd-numbered Dynasty Warriors game, and you kind of, you know, there's a there's a time where you're there, and you're like, man, this is super boring, why am I playing this game? And then before you know it, it's like three or four hours have passed, and you're kind of like, whoa, that was weird, and then you just kind of disappear from there. But uh, there's a, the, the game has a really good way of just kind of putting you in a trance, because it's just very mindless, and it's just very... If you just kind of want to relax and not worry about anything, you just pick up a Dynasty Warriors game and just literally kill like twelve hundred Chinese people. See, KO Chinese people. Yeah, yeah, fake Chinese people. Kill Dynasty. Well, that's always I always that's why I always enjoy those kind of games like hack and slashes or even like you know like um you know just because they're kind of mindless and just fun to to go through. I find it funny that you guys bring up mindless. That's actually the reason I can't stand those games because I'm playing them and my brain just literally is like static. You know what? Some people need what that. The, some yeah. people have stressful lives, and you know, maybe they're a doctor or something, or a lawyer, and they're so stressed out. It's like, you know, I just want to veg out for a little bit. And that's yeah, no, problem. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't begrudge them that, obviously. But for me, it's doctors, like doctors, doctors don't see enough blood during the day, so they go to Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like I've been doing this 
for five minutes, just the same button. What am I doing? It's like my brain is – there's no activity going on right now. It's just – I'm like, let me just turn this off. I need something engaging. But maybe yeah, that's but, just me. <clears throat> but I will admit, if you're kind of a Dynasty Warriors purist, there's a lot of content in that game. You can, you can easily lose like 50 hours in that game just because – there's you know over 40 weapons. Every character can have two weapons that you can level up and customize, and your characters get moves, and you can find secret beasts. So you can you can ride a wolf or a bear. Like you, they're all access to the game. You just got to put the time in. You can you can do ambitious mo- ambitions mode that lets yeah. you build like a little town, and you could you know upgrade the blacksmith and do all that stuff. So I mean there's there's a lot of content there. The like I said, the only underlining issue is that the gameplay has not changed since Dynasty Warriors one, which is just. You're outnumbered by 100 Chinese guys. You square, triangle, combo them till they're gone. You move on to another area, and you just keep doing it. You think this game was justified in having a current-gen port? Because it's uh, essentially a PS3 version, isn't it? Yeah, it's a PS3 version. The PS4 version, um, I, I, I got a chance to try it on the PS4. It's just a prettier version. It's just higher resolution. They can put more guys on screen, but the gameplay is essentially the same. I mean, it looks better on PS4, but the game still looks bad. <laughs> yeah, okay, I understand, yeah. Like, you're looking at it on PS4, and you're like, no, 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 this is the way it should look on PS3. There, there, there's some backwards thing going on here. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, you know, the, the textures aren't that great. It's just the same kind of, like, boring battlefields that you're always on. But no, They didn't even do anything interesting with the, like, backgrounds and stuff? No. They, you've been fighting in the same cliffs in Huyang Gate and all that stuff. You, the same, you've literally been fighting the same levels for 20 years, so... Well, Man, you can all right. So yeah, I guess Urban Rebellion for so many, so many yeah. times. Yeah, I think you said it best. Is like you know, this is a Dynasty Warriors game. If you like those kind of games, go for it. If you don't, stay away. I think that's that's about it right there. Um, and I just because rem- Omega Force was the actual developer of the game. Yeah, they haven't really. They have a good opportunity here to try something new with their game, whether it be from a gameplay aspect or just say, like, you know what, let's just overhaul this combat from scratch because they have the fan base because they're one of those franchises where regardless, even regardless of quality, they can release this game and people will still buy it. Like, you know, there's, you know, we can almost guarantee that there'll be a Dynasty Warriors 9 next year and a Dynasty Warriors 9 Extreme Legends and a Dynasty Warriors 9's Empires. Like, we know those three games are always going to come out. So, yeah, it wouldn't, so, you know, I'd like to see them try something a little bit new or maybe take a risk. Like, And I think people would kind of... Uh, oh, would applaud them for like trying, you know, like oh wow, you you, you broke the mold. That'd be really cool. So yeah, and I need to say this: Omega Force sounds like the Omega effect that Dark Side throws out. Uh, <laughs> that's what it reminds me of, like the Omega Force. Um, and I just remember we from the Planet Apocalypse. They just yeah came to just brainwash the masses, and then Dark Side comes in. <laughs> that, can... that they're part of Dark Side's evil evil plan. <laughs> um, and I just remembered or rec- realized that we didn't do the new game releases. Um. Brian, hit us with those, man. Yeah. I was going to bring it up, but anyway. That was supposed to be at the top uh, of the show, but yeah. <laughs> really? Hey, it's okay. We just, just, fuck it. We'll do it, we'll do it live. Whatever. Not. It's good. <laughs> uh, so the new game releases that we have from April 6th to April 13th, uh, the year of our Lord. Uh, we have Titanfall for Xbox 360. <laughs> Which Lord is going to be this week? <laughs> uh, this week will be the Boston Lords, because we're going to PAX. Sure, so why not? We're doing Bastard. it in his honor. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Boston Lords. Uh, okay, so we have Titanfall for Xbox 360. That finally came Strike out. Strike Suit Zero Directors. That did finally come out after many delays. Uh, at least it seemed like it. Strike Suit Zero Directors Cut for Xbox One and PS4. Nice. King Oddball for PS4. I'm PS4. sorry, I, I, I gotta comment after that. I actually bought that game tonight. I'm like, Max, I, I want this. It's a really cool game. Yeah. 
You didn't get enough from. You didn't get enough from Titan. You didn't get enough from Titanfall. Do you have to get straight to zero? Anyway, Ryan. Ryan. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. They they can't run up walls. Anyway, uh, so we have King Oddball for PS4. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Persona 4 for PS3 uh, as, as, as a PS2 classic. Hamster Drop for Android. Lego the Hobbit for PS4. That makes really nasty, by the way. Hamster Drop is like, makes me think of hamster dropping. <laughs> All right. We're just uh, <laughs> pissing Ryan off right now. You <laughs> interrupted him. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, Lego the Hobbit for PS4, PS3, Vita, Xbox One, 3DS, and a bunch of other ones that I don't know off the top of my head because it only lists it only lists PS4, PS3, Vita, and Xbox One for some reason. But anyway. Not for everything. Uh, it's yeah, it's on everything, so it's just everything, whatever. It's on uh, Sonic, everything. <laughs> Sonic Unleashed for PS3, uh, Connect Sports Rivals for Xbox One, speaking of which, uh, WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Games for Wii U, uh, Kirby and the, Amazing, and the Amazing Mirror for Wii U, and Warlock 2 The Exile for PC. Hmm. I almost want to give That's it to That's all she wrote. Those are new releases. I almost want to give it to Warlock just because it reminds me of the movie Warlock. Um... <laughs> I'm going to go with Strike Suit Zero because I actually bought the game. Um, and it, yeah, and I actually um, okay. Let's just list what we want because George, I want to ask you about Strike Suit Zero. Um, okay, so that's my pick. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Um, you know, actually, I was gonna say that the Xbox 360 version Titan uh, version of Titanfall, the footage that I've seen, it actually looks surprisingly not terrible, and it looks pretty decent. Um, but I'm gonna go with Lego The Hobbit, uh, which I'm supposed to be reviewing. Uh, I got my copy today. But it's the wrong copy. So I was supposed to get the PS3 version, but I got the PS4 version. So, yeah. I'll go to Walmart and exchange it. That's what I did when they sent me the wrong copy of Battlefield. I was just like... Yeah. <laughs> and you just be like, yeah, I don't have the receipt. As long as you don't open it, they'll swap you. And I think there's a $10 difference, so you get, so you get some, some money left over. That's pretty awesome. Uh, George, <laughs> what about you? What are you picking? I'm a crook. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, let's go with Connect Sports Rivals, because that was maybe the only workout I've had in the last couple months. So. <laughs> there you go. But there's some rock climbing that you're just kind of like... And then you got to hold it, and then two minutes later, you're just kind of worn out and ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks no way to look I'd like, well, I'd like to try Rivals. Yeah, I'd like right? to try that and the uh, target shooting, because the target shooting just looks awesome, this. too. Just going like this and target shooting. And then there's a... There's he a just, Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, and then there's a turret. When you build up enough points, you can shoot this turret that shoots your opponent. So the opponent then has to, like, dodge out of the way from lasers. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. I was just going to ask, like, hey, can I give an honorable mention? And I realized I'm hosting this goddamn thing. So I'm going to throw in an honorable mention in there. Um, uh, Whatchamacallit, Persona 4, because I liked it on Vita. I'm assuming it's good on the PS2, you know? Yeah, um, Persona 4, it's good. I want to talk about Strike Suit Zero real quick. Um, when I started working in the gaming industry, um, this was one of the first press releases I ever got. Like my boss, was like do this. I'm like, okay, it has mechs. I'll you know do it. Now I'm not. I used to like those kind of games, those like space shooting games and stuff. And I like mechs. I'm like, this looks cool. And then like I've been watching more of the you know videos they've been releasing um, for P- you know PS4. I'm like, that's cool. And then I see it on the PS4 store. I'm like, let me just pick this up. I haven't tried it. I haven't had time for it, but it looks cool to me. Um, George, you've played it, so tell us about it. Uh, I think the best point of comparison for it is if you ever seen an episode of Robotech. It's basically one of the Valkyries. Just it's a yeah, it's a robot, and it's one or the other, but. That's what that's what attached me to it. I'm like, this is Macross. Yeah, if you, cool. if you love multiple lock-ons and just firing a shit ton of missiles at things, it's 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 a really neat game. Ooh, nice. Yeah, because you played it um for PC because this was original PC. Oh yeah, it came on PC 
uh, last year or close to last year? Yeah, it was like January last year. It almost felt like the year before that because they've been talking about it forever. But it looks cool to me. Um, and you got all the um, and I know it's been upgraded visually for the uh, next gen system. So yeah, and they said they redid the the intro chapters to ease you into the suit because in the PC version, I heard they just throw you in there and just let you go. Oh no, the tutorial is awful because you you literally just jump in and be like, all right, have fun. You're like, wait, I, I'm in a I'm in a plane that turns into a robot. You're not telling me how to do this. <laughs> yep. Yes. So it's like, yeah, they redid all that just to ease you into the strike suits, which, which is great. Yeah, I love those like games where you just like Panzer Dragoon just lock on to a mul- you know multiple things. Well, and just, well, oh, Panzer nice. Dragoon's on rails. This is full, you know, yeah. control of your. Ooh, I can't wait, man. It's, but it's really good. It's, it's it's high pace. It's a uh, you know, you like it. Awesome, awesome. All right, so let's get to our featured topic today. We had another Nintendo Direct, and this one was specifically about the new Super Smash Brothers. And Ryan, I know you're chomping at the bit. I know you want to talk about it. So <laughs> tell us about uh, the new Super Smash Brothers. Uh, well, I mean, I'm really excited for it. I'm, I'm, Smash Brothers is my favorite game series. So uh, when they announced it, they announced that the direct was going to be just on Smash Brothers. I think last week. Um, so yeah. yeah, I got really excited about that. So. Um, so anyway, the, the Direct today was all about the new Super Smash Brothers, which is coming out for Wii U and 3DS. Um, so overall, it was about 40 minutes or so. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, so they kind of just went over um, a whole bunch of new information about the game, uh, just kind of general things about how... Um, well, first off, they gave release windows. Um, so the 3DS version is going to be coming out this summer, uh, and then the Wii U version will be coming out around this winter, later we're this gonna, year. We're going to talk about that in a bit, but go ahead. Um, what, what drew you about the game? I know you, it's your favorite, but what like really caught your attention about this game, like specifically? Um, well, they didn't really. Aside, from, like they they kind of just gave an overview of like some of the different characters. Um, they only announced like a handful of new characters. Most of them are veteran characters that were in the previous games, like Zero Suit Samus and Sheik. Uh, but they also showed off a couple new characters. Um, they showed uh, Greninja from the Pokemon games was the big new character that they they revealed. Um, but I think for me it was more of the um, the gameplay tweaks that they showed, and specifically a lot of the character tweaks. Um, they they went pretty in detail about a lot of, especially the older characters that they um, they've gone back and they've kind of retweaked a little bit. Like Olimar, they've changed so he can only carry like three Pikmin now. Um, and then they've you know just also sort of general gameplay tweaks as well, especially like with the stages because that's kind of the big um, that's the big difference between the two versions is that the characters are going to be the same between each version, but the stages are going to be different. Uh, so the 3DS version is going to have specific stages, and then the Wii U is going to have specific stages. Um, but that was kind of cool just to get to see a lot of the different new things they're incorporating in the new versions. Um, yeah, that's that was it for me pretty much. Yeah. Um, now we had a little bit of a discussion in the chat room about, uh, you know, I'll just leave it at that, a little discussion in the chat room about uh, the timing, specifically for the Wii U one that's coming out in winter. <clears throat> okay, here's what I've been hearing. A lot of people are looking forward to this game being, like, what's going to pull Nintendo out of the fire or whatever if you want to be over dramatic about it. And some people feel that maybe this is really bad for Nintendo and could, you know, quote-unquote, kill them. What do you think about that? Like, do you think this game was going to, like, bring Nintendo back to prominence? You know, because... Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? I I don't know. I mean, like, I know, like, the Wii U is obviously still struggling, and even when it did have big titles like um, Super Mario 3D World and everything that released last holiday, and that still didn't kind of pull it out of its slump. You know, again, I don't think, even though Smash Brothers is, like, you know, Smash Brothers is one of the biggest games that Nintendo has, because they only released, you know, one per generation, and, you know, they're always kind of, you know, one of the biggest titles that, you know, come out for Nintendo systems. Um, You know, I don't... 
I don't think it'll change that, but I think, you know, given that it is coming around probably around the holidays or so, that it is going to be a big, you know, incentive that'll probably, you know, drive a lot of Wii U sales around the holidays. Um, I mean, for me, I know I was kind of surprised by the the timing of the releases and how the the 3DS version is going to be coming out, um, you know, before the Wii U version. I I would have expected the Wii U version to come out first to try and drive more sales. Um, I mean, my theory was that because Mario Kart 8 is coming out in May, they don't want to put those two too close together, like, you know, coming out this summer. Um, but, you know, I, I guess my, I was surprised because I thought that they would be coming out closer together with the 3DS and the Wii U versions, but I guess not, so. Yeah, see, that actually would have made more sense. You released the Wii U version on, during the summer and release a 3DS one later. I uh, think you release on whatever platform is more popular. Right now that 3DS is a little bit more popular than that Wii U. Yeah, that is true. So, like, what do you think? More copies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 3DS install base than there is I mean, a Wii U base. I'm okay with. I'm really, really okay with that because the 3DS version is the one I'm going to get, mm-hmm. and that's the one I'm more excited about, especially that's coming out, you know, sooner. So, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's like for like non-Nintendo fans. I mean, I used to be a former one. I, I don't. Own, I own a 3DS, but I'm not gonna. I have no incentive to buy a Wii U. It's not gonna get. It's like Smash Brothers. I'm gonna buy this. I, you know, it's not gonna get me to buy. Yeah, it, so we, we talk about like you know how you know these system sellers like you know games. That's that what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Supposed to move a system, but I think Nintendo's at a point where you, they can't put all their eggs in one basket for one game. Like yeah, as, as, big, you know, as big as a following that Smash Brothers has, and you know, great game. And people love it, and yeah, and yeah, you know, there's people out there who are just waiting for Smash Brothers to buy their console. But for everyone else, I think everyone's waiting for at least maybe that's not the franchise game that they're waiting for. I mean, people, I think people are there waiting for a Metroid game or a Zelda game, like that. That's what's going to get them off their, you know, that's what's going to start moving people. And unless Nintendo's just making those kind of announcements soonish, so like you know, E3 time, if we don't hear anything about those games, then the Wii U is going to be in trouble because I think it needs more than that one big release at the end of the year. Yeah, I completely to, agree with that. Yeah. more Wii U's because to me that's just not. It doesn't give you that much confidence in the system, or at least it's it doesn't have the games I want yet. Like you know, granted the Wii U, you know, the Wii U is still relatively a short. You know, it's, it's a baby compared to other electronics that come out, so it's still fairly new. So. Can we use that as an excuse, though, because the current-gen systems have sold more and they've been for less time? Current-gen? You know, current-gen, you know, PS4, Xbox. Oh, oh, oh. They've been out for short. I'm sorry, people. I do not consider <laughs> the Wii U a next-gen system. I do not. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, the Wii U's been out for like a year, like a year and a half or something like that? Yeah, about a year and a half. About yeah. a year and a half, and it's already been outsold by these other systems that have been out for a few months. So I don't think you can use that as an excuse anymore. It's still new. I don't think you can use that excuse anymore. Really? Because that's really Nintendo. Don't. I always feel like Nintendo doesn't really have a real game until, you know, nine months after launch anyway. Yeah, and it's been a year it's, and a half. It's usually the Nintendo model when they release a new system. It's like, here you go. See you in a year. So, you know what, going off on that, do you think, you know, all these, like, predictions of the doom of Nintendo, whatever. You know, we even had a, a, a episode of the shock guy called Nintendo Doom. You think we should just hold off on that sort of talk until the end of this year? Then maybe we should start talking about, like, is, should Nintendo seriously reduce, you know, their, 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 right, you know, their plans? Like, do you think we should just hold off on that kind of talk for now? Yeah, hold off on that talk until Nintendo releases. Like, hey, we're just going to slow down production on these guys to save money. Like, as soon as that talk starts happening, you're like, oh, shit, that's not good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. We just hold off on that for now. And there's kind of this weird restructuring going on in Nintendo higher ups anyway, with you know, 
people uh, want to apology, you know, people apologizing. It's like, oh, no, we want Smash Bros. to come out. we got to delay it. And just, like, Nintendo just is at a weird place right now. So it's like I, w- I would give Nintendo another 6 to 12 months to see kind of where they are and we'll have a better idea as to, oh, look, they're turning things around. Or, whoa, they are fucked. But yeah, yeah, yeah like, that makes I, sense. I still think it's too early to tell just because Nintendo's always been one of those companies where they kind of have ups and downs all the time like this where, yeah. you know, this is not the first time we've said, oh, man, they have no idea what they're doing. They're screwed. And then, bam, there you go. The Wii sells 30 million units. I don't know. Yeah, I, I that's that's why I never really, like, you know, I'm not really, like, one of those people that's kind of, like, kicking, you know, kicking Nintendo while they're down right now with the Wii U. Um, you know, because, again, it's, it's sort of, it's a similar situation to something like GameCube where, you know, the GameCube was constantly in last place compared to, um, you know, its competitors. But it still had great games. And honestly, like, most of the GameCube games that I played were some of my favorite of that generation. And so, you know, again, I, I don't have a Wii U, and I don't really intend on getting one right now. But, you know, I could definitely see there are some games that, you know, I would want to play on if I had it. And, you know, Smash Brothers would definitely be one of those. You yeah, know. I mean, if Nintendo's... My, my fanboyism aside, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, if Nintendo does a better job of trying to attract, like, third-party developers and we start seeing more third-party support, like if EA came out of nowhere and said, like, yeah, you know, we're going to give this Wii U another shot. Then, to me, that shows me a little bit more confidence. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Just because, because, because the issue we're running into the Wii U is that the only good games on there are these first-party games, but they can't release a first-party game every three weeks. It takes some time to make these really cool games. So yeah. in between time, when there's just nothing there, it's just kind of like it's just collecting dust. Like, yeah. I mean, the worst and I've watched Netflix on my gamepad for so long. Yeah, right. No, as I say, but I mean, it's weird when you compare that though to the 3DS, where the 3DS they were able to get, like, especially last year, they were able to get a steady stream of content coming out because, you know, all of last year, pretty much they had, you know, one big game coming out pretty much every single month, and it's just the Wii U was never really able to get to that point, you know, because um, most of their games they kind of front loaded last year at the at the end of the last year. Pretty but much. also remember the the 3DS also had a price drop relatively early too. Yeah, there's yeah, that. That seems to have turned things around. So you know, this could maybe maybe that's everything the Wii U needs right now. Maybe it just people looking at the Wii U. I'm, the Wii U's on three hundred bucks. Three Wii U. Yeah, three hundred. Yep. Yeah, they need to knock that price down by at least fifty dollars. Yeah, because I think when you uh, when you know if someone's shopping for a system, they see the Wii U. They see a PS4 and they see an Xbox One, and you can kind of see the quality divvy up. Where it's like, hey, look, for a hundred dollars extra, I can play Infamous 2, which looks better than any game on the Wii U. Or for two hundred bucks, I can get a Titanfall and this goofy Connect thing. So it's like, I I don't think the Wii U's kind of you can't the Wii U's not competing price wise. So they either have to just slash that price, make the same price as a fucking 3DS. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, I I completely agree with that. I totally do. But I don't know. We don't know how much it costs Nintendo to make these systems anyway. Maybe they just can't afford a price cost. Or maybe it costs them $12 to make a, a Wii U, and then, you know, maybe they just hold it out in their back pocket until shit gets, shit gets bad, and it's like, all right, let's make this thing $200. Yeah. Um, yeah. The- I mean, like, like they did that. I remember when they did that with the GameCube, like pretty shortly after it launched. When they did, like, they dropped the price down, and then they also did like the buy it, and then you get like a free game along with it. So I mean, if they did something like that, you know, yeah. with the Wii U, I wouldn't be Sentence. surprised. Because remember, the whole idea is you gotta get these, you gotta get this, you gotta get them in, you, you gotta get them to own the system and put it in their living room. Right. And they'll be more motivated to buy the game. Exactly. Um, and the thing I brought up in the chat too, it's like there's a lot of games that are still coming out for PS3. Xbox 360 that aren't on the Wii. It's not that the... Okay, on the Wii, because basically, remember, this happened last generation. You couldn't physically port these games to the Wii because the Wii was not powerful enough. The Wii U is powerful enough to handle a lot of these games, but they just the third parties are just not there. That's another problem. You're right. You can't just release a, a first-party game every few months. You need something in between. 
So I don't know. It's just weird that, that third parties are just not there. They, I, I, like I said, I, I just think they have no confidence in there. Where yeah, it's like the you know, the perception is they seem. It seems like Nintendo doesn't quite know what to do with third party developers. So as a third party developer, you're like, I'm gonna work with people who I have a better relationship with because you know, it, it, and it could be something as simple as like if they need help on the platform, you know. The one eight hundred number they call for Nintendo to help them. I mean, is it a robot on the other end? Is is it being is it a call center? Like, we don't know the logistics on how easy it is to actually develop on the Wii U. Now I'm imagining a robot on the other oh, end. Hello, yeah, what can you do? Pulling their hair out or? Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to. Yeah, let's just give Nintendo time just to be fair. We obviously don't want them to fail. We all love Nintendo. If it wasn't for Nintendo, I wouldn't be fucking gaming. That's just the truth. So we'll just no, have to see. And it's, and, it's, and it's sad because Nintendo at it some is. point has to realize, you know, and they have to make the decision early where it's like, hey, should we just not be in the hardware business? Which would be a shame, but you know what? If they just strictly devoted themselves to, hey, you know what? We're going to stick to software. We would sell a lot more copies of Super Mario World if it was out on Xbox One and PS4 at the same time. Yep. And then, you know, you do that for a couple of years, and then once you bank on people like, man, Nintendo makes some really good fucking games, and then when you're ready to relaunch a console again, people will be more confident, be like, oh, yeah, fuck, I remember that Sonic on Xbox, yeah, I'll play the shit, like, Super Smash Brothers on my uh, on my PlayStation Vita, yeah, I remember that. Okay. <laughs> it's sad that now Sonic is associated with Nintendo more than Sega, <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, that's how it is, man. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wrote an editorial about that. People got really angry at me. It's like, how dare you say this should be third party? It's like, it actually makes a lot of sense for them to do that at this point. I'm not saying they should abandon con- uh, console hardware. I'm just saying they, they should take a break. Take a break from it, you know? <laughs> That's fine. Hey, look, Sega did it for a while. I mean, Sega's in his own mess, but they're yeah. doing better than how they were just by sticking the software. Yeah, there's some franchises they have no idea what they're doing with, but Sega as a publisher is not doing bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> it's like, are you rolling dice? No, it was my pen, sorry. <laughs> I was like, are you playing D&D over there, man? Um, all right, so um, let's go to some new stuff. So Amazon is getting into the console business now, apparently, but... Bam. Yeah. yeah, it's like... Console, that's... That's a very sensational headline, but they're, they, they've kind of this Android-based thing that... They're mostly selling it to do media, that can also play some games. Yeah, they supposedly say, like, this is not a traditional game console, because a lot of people, even I fell into the trap, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? It's like, oh, it's not for really game. Okay, okay, you can play games on it, but it's not for game. Okay, fine. It's cool. supposed to be like an Apple TV type equivalent, but it's like, hey, by the way, it can also do Android games. We have a controller that you can buy in order to play these games. But, uh, I mean, people just assume because they acquired Double Helix, and, you know, people are like... Amazon Game Studios, and you're like, oh, okay, this maybe they're trying yeah. to compete, but and that's that's when Ouya let out a really long sigh. Yeah, like, yeah, Ouya's <laughs> just like, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so um, the next thing, th- this is it got reported everywhere. We didn't report it. I just want to talk about it because it's interesting to me, especially considering that this guy is one of my idols. Um, Adam Sesser, he left Revision Three really like shortly after he joined them. He says that he wants to make some changes within the actual gaming industry itself. I guess he's just tired of talking about games. I don't know if he wants to do a game or something, be a creative director. I, I don't know. I could see him consulting. Yeah, something. I think something like that. But uh, but no, I mean, I was a big fan of his, so like I loved his stuff on Revision 3. But you can clearly see there was a frustration of he wanted to have a conversation about video games, but he couldn't have one without people devolving the conversation into... 1080p versus 720, or 60 frames a second versus 
30 frames a second. And he was like, this isn't the point, guys. But yeah, like, exactly. But I, mean, can you, I mean, can you imagine, like, you're working really hard on a video or a or, or long feature, you're putting your blood, sweat, and tears into it, only to have the conversation be about something else entirely that's unrelated and really contributes nothing to the discussion outside of just fanboys yelling at other fanboys. And it's like, you know, I can see why that would be frustrating for someone like him who's like, he's so well-spoken and so eloquent about video games. And it's like one of those few people in the game industry who gets generally excited about video games. And yeah. We need more people like that. He's like a gaming advocate. I completely agree. Um, and the thing is, yeah, he is actually my biggest inspiration. I obviously am not as smart as Adam Sessler, but um, I actually, one of his, um, I guess, ethos or whatever for video games is something I try to do with my reviews. He tries to look at reviews um, not as like, okay, this game has this, 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 and that. He wants to see it as a piece of pop culture mm -hmm. and what the game is trying to convey you know, what the message is. That's what, what I try to do myself, you know, and I really like that. You're right, he's a great advocate for video games, and whatever he does after this, I wish him good luck. But, yeah, I understand that frustration because that happened, you know, with some editorials I've written in the past, too. It's like I, I'm talking about one specific thing, and then it devolves into a bunch of stupid bullshit. Mm -hmm. I, I totally understand. And people, they, I don't know why they, they like that sort of stuff. They're just nitpicking these little details that don't matter. It's like, here's the canvas but they want to talk about the paints that went into it and why this paint would have been better to use than that paint. It's like, that's not the point. Look at the, the whole thing, you know? I mean, so it's, I, I, yeah. it's, the, it's the awful curse of the Internet. It's like you want, you, know, you want to have a community and you want to foster discussion, but, yeah, you know, nine times out of ten, it's not, it doesn't go, the conversation doesn't go the way you want it to go. Yeah, it's frustrating. I understand that. So, but yeah, um, so I mean, to do that after what, like, twenty years of this stuff, like, yeah, I can see why he just wants to maybe take a break from this and reevaluate. But yeah, you know, good for him. I'd I'd love to see his input on like, you know, game design, just like that. But yeah, he was a big proponent on like he hated Metacritic. He thought Metacritic was like damaging to the game. I, and I completely agree with that. I, review <laughs> scores in general, I'm like, this is shit. You know, I I completely agree with that. Yeah, and like you know, you know my deal about game reviews. I'm like, you can't really, you can't review a game like you would a Blender. There's no, you can't just go through the checkbox of items on there just because mostly everything about a video game is subjective. Unless the game is in fact just broken and unplayable, there's no other. You can't really measure any other thing. Yeah, I totally agree. That's why you have to just. Take, you know, that's even with my reviews, I try not to go into too much detail about everything because that's not the point. I'm trying to see the, the whole picture. That's what Adam Seltzer tried to do too. And it's uh, like you said, it's a shame that we don't have more people like that for um, to advocate for us, basically. Let's just be honest yeah. about it. Yeah, just smart people who just, you know, they love, the, they love how games are made. They love the people behind games, and they don't really get into the, the us versus them mentality. Yeah. That people like to get. But, I mean, I, I get that. People like picking a side and fighting for what they believe in, even though it's even if it's as ridiculous as a frame rate or, you know, my 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 Smash Brothers... It, it's part of human... Your dive kicks, you assholes. Yeah. Like. It, it's part of human nature. We're tribal by nature, and <laughs> we, we like that. We like picking sides, but we're evolved, too, at the same time, so we need to let you know leave that behind so yeah adam sessler god speak to you good sir and thank you for everything um speaking about people that we like in the gaming industry um amy hennig is now working with visceral games and she's going to be the creative director on star wars awesome. that's pretty fucking cool man i i, I jumped for joy when i heard that that yeah. was great and she's a star wars fan so that's always a good <laughs> yeah and it's kind of interesting because remember when Star Wars thirteen thirteen was announced, and everybody was like, "Hey, it looks like Uncharted in, in the Star Wars universe." Now we have a you know Uncharted person doing these games. Obviously, it's thirteen thirteen's dead, but I think uh, basically, in, <laughs> or is it? 
Uh oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, and remember, Amy Henning is about creating stories that are very character driven, right? And I think she's going to bring that to the Star Wars games, and I think that's fantastic. So I don't see anything bad from this at all. This is just yeah. win for everyone involved. And these are not, and uh, and I think the bigger news we got from these Star Wars games that these are not movie tie-in games. These exactly. Are, they take place in the same universe as the movies, as far as we know. Yeah. But this isn't an Episode Seven game. I mean, I'm sure we will get an Episode Seven game, but she's not working on that. No, she's working on the original stuff. You know. Um. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is going to be the movie universe. They're not going to go into the expanded stuff. I don't know if they're going to do that. Um, I, mean, they, I mean, they could, but timeline-wise, it's going to be pretty similar to where, when, when and where the movies are taking place. Yeah, which is fine. That, that's great. Because yeah. I'm more than certain we'll get an E3 announcement of another Knights of the Old Republic game, which would be great. Yeah. Uh, Casey Hudson's working on something over there, but they won't say. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, yeah, good for her. Yeah, I'm totally down with that. That's good. Yeah, she got hired really fast, too. Oh, Ryan, are you going to say something? No, I was just like I, I definitely was excited about it because I mean just the thought of like you know Uncharted and Star Wars kind of mixing mm-hmm. together is a cool a cool idea. Um, Nathan Drake you know, is pretty much a Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be great. It's just like it's just Nathan Drake in Star Wars would be awesome. <laughs> that would be yeah. Um, let's get Nolan North in there. <laughs> no, I'm I'm glad you know seeing where she is now after the you know the the Naughty Dog uh, you know her leaving Naughty Dog. Um, you know, just it's exciting news. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, obviously, like whatever game she's working on is quite a way ways away. Um, you know, I'm still looking forward to it. I think it would be cool. Whatever whatever it ends up being. Yeah. And I also need to say this. Um I I like the fact that Bristol Games is working as I you know, I some people I like Dead Space, I love Dead Space. I even kinda like Dante's Inferno. I that's a good studio to handle Star Wars, I think. I think they'll do a good job with it. Yep. So so them and Amy Heading, yeah, again, just win. Just win all 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 around. Mm-hmm. Um all right. Am I boring you? What's up? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I've been fighting a fever for three days, all right? I, I, should, I should get around the plus just for showing up, all right? Yeah, no, no, I, I, I got to rest up for packs, you know? So. You Which don't is look... weird because I always get sick. I, I usually get sick after packs and contract some, like, crazy nerd flu. You get the packs, Blake. So. Yeah, which is awful because that usually lays me out for, like, a week. And now <laughs> I'm getting it beforehand. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just building my immunity prior to packs. Maybe. Or just destroying myself. George, why are you coming in with the Star Wars like vice, you know, vice, Vaseline camera? What's going on over there? I don't there? know what happened. Yeah, it, it literally just changed. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Auto focused in like a weird way. I don't know why that happened. Yeah, if you, I, I had some weird film grain going on just now. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, what's going on there? It's like, remember the old Star Wars, I mean, Star Wars, Star Trek episodes? Like every time a hot woman would come on, it's like it just get Vaseline on the camera. For oh, shivery. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Is see, sexy George, what's happening here? That George from Dulshock, he's so dreamy. He's so dreamy. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Steaming up his camera. <laughs> yeah, um, I threw this in there because I want this for PS4. Xbox One is getting YouTube uploads. God damn it. I want That's this for great. PS4. That's, That's great. That's fantastic. I am glad you guys are getting it. I want it now, damn it. Which is but good. wait. No, but well, wait. I, oh, sorry. Can it, only, can it only do 720p, though? No, no I can't. No, 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 no. I don't know. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> well, see, I, I always look at it from like a website point of view. It's like, you know how great that would be when I'm playing yes. something? You're like, oh, I can just start on my DualShockers YouTube thing, and that's it. And I can put it on a... And I'll have a link and an embed and all that stuff. Because uh, the PS4 can go Facebook, I think, right? It could go to Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. I, yeah. I think that's really cool. I want the, these systems to do both, which mm-hmm. would be pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, I like this way better than the Upload Studio because no one uses their SkyDrive. Let's, come on, let's, let's you know, hashtag real talk. No keep one it real. Like, keep it real. 
no one uses their Microsoft SkyDrive or OneDrive. It's it's nonsense. <laughs> and that was the only way to get your clips to go up. And if you wanted to put them on your social media, you had to like link it from there. A nightmare. But at least this way, I can just bam go to YouTube and put my little clip up there. Yeah, it's perfect, man. So yeah, I hope this gives Sony a kick in the ass. I have a PS4. I, I, I remember when the PS4 was announced, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna be able to share." I'm like, "Oh my God, the content I'm gonna create." They're like, "Womp womp, no YouTube." It's like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's mostly just legal hiccups, maybe. So it might just be maybe maybe Microsoft gave YouTube a ton of money for this feature at a time, or or maybe YouTube infrastructure is, is not as easy as it looks. So it might take some time. So who knows? It's it's a I feel like both of these systems had a lot of features that were promised, and they were like, oh, no, we'll get there eventually. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, right. We'll see about that. Um, and the last news thing here, Ryan, you actually posted this uh, Assassin's Creed movie. It's getting, like, rewritten now. It's like, isn't that, like, a bad sign when that happens? I don't know. Yes and no. It, it can depend. Um, but basically, okay, so basically just to explain real quick, um, yeah. so the Assassin's Creed movie that's coming out uh, next year starring Michael Fassbender... Um, the, yeah, there was just news that they hired some, uh, they brought on some writers to do a rewrite of the script. Um, they didn't say specifically, like, to what extent, whether it's, like, a complete rewrite or, like, a second draft. Because, um, basically, if it's something like that, where, like, sometimes, like, with movies, they'll bring on other writers just to kind of go through and, and, you know, do, like, another draft or make some edits or suggestions, um, or in more extreme cases where they could do a complete rewrite if it's a complete mess-up. Um, they didn't really say to what extent, but I don't think it, it's that case, especially with the movie coming out so soon. Because uh, I believe they're starting production this summer, like around like May or June, uh, to start shooting it. So uh, it doesn't seem like it's it's like a huge like you know oh the movie's fucked we got to rewrite the whole thing you know yeah, sort of situation. Yeah, rewrites but, all the time. Yeah, 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 it's 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 a common occurrence. So it's not like you know, but it's it's still you know cool news and you know uh, it's a movie that I actually like you know if they pull it off and they do it well I'll be you know I'll look forward to seeing it at least. Have they said who he's playing? Is it Altair or Ezio? Who is he playing? Uh, I did, I. Don't know offhand whether it's gonna be like whether it's gonna be like an an adaptation of like you know Altair Ezio or maybe if it's like a new character that's like involved in the storyline which that could be cool as well. You know what? Yeah, I was about to say that I would actually prefer it to be a brand new character. You know that would be yeah. really good. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, and um, that's pretty much it for the news. Oh, so there's other about, news. Well, there's uh, other news. You got some stuff? Yeah. Uh, Johnny Gat is gonna be in Dive Kick. Okay, yeah, we gotta talk about that. <laughs> Johnny Gat, for those, who don't, yeah, for those who don't know, is from Saints Row, um, and he's going to be in Dive Kick. So, George, tell us about that. <laughs> Johnny well, Gat it's in, in it's, Row, it's, in Dive Kick. Okay, I guess that's the news. In, uh, <laughs> it's in the it's in the edition it's in the edition edition, right? It's the edi- it's the edition edition plus. Oh, okay. And Johnny Gat's super moves are a black hole gun and his car. Like he can call his yellow car with dragons on it to run you over as one of his super moves in the Dive Kick game. That's pretty awesome. This really is what's yeah. It's actually I, pretty yeah. yeah, um, does this voice have this is voice? Does this game have voiceovers in it? Yeah, you know? it's Johnny yeah. Gatson again. His voice nice, is nice, nice. Um, and he's um, what's his face? I'm forgetting his name now. From from Lost, the the Korean dude. And that's the that's the guy who plays Johnny Gat. I don't know if you know that, but now you know. Oh yeah, I do, but I, I don't remember what his name was because yeah, I forgot his Johnny, name. To me, he's Johnny Gat. <laughs> Johnny Gat's just one of those characters. Like I love Saints Row, so whenever Johnny Gat shows up, I was like, oh, okay, now this game's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's just getting real now. <laughs> he's excellent there, and also uh, what else? Yeah, what else happened? And uh, Sony Online Entertainment, they're gonna be announcing a big game tomorrow, which I think I actually know what the game is, but I think I was sworn to secrecy, but I can't remember. So I'm okay. To, so I'm gonna have to email someone tonight <laughs> to be like, hey, can I write about this? Uh, 
Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't even. I'm see taking that. guesses. Does anyone want to take a guess? Okay, is it like a brand new game or is it like yeah, in a unannounced sandbox game gets teaser trailer announcement coming tomorrow? What could it be? Codename H1Z1. Uh, Scuttlebolt said it might be some sort of open world zombie game. Maybe. Do we need another one of those? Why not? If it's fun, who cares? Um, I don't know. It's this thing. It's like, oh, they have an unannounced title. What do you think it could be? I was like, I don't know. It's unannounced. It's, if it's not from an existing franchise, I don't know what the hell it is. Because that's fun to speculate. Well, okay, you go ahead then, because I have no idea. I don't. I, I, you know, what? I don't think I'm allowed to. Say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ryan, what do you think it could be then? Computers are very mad at me if yeah, I say. Chill out, chill out on that. Yeah. Hmm. Dive kick. No, I'm kidding. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> dive kick. People just jumping around and kicking each other. Yeah, because it's supposed to be something brand new. Dave, you know, Lang, yeah. Dave Lang from Iron Galaxy just comes out and goes, guess what, guys? Open world dive kick. Drops <laughs> <laughs> the mic and just get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to say, what about um, Goat Simulator adding multiplayer uh, this oh, week okay, as well? Yeah. So. <laughs> Goat Simulator, man. Oh, my God. Like, that's like, the game on Reddit right now. It's like, that's why you say Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator is hilarious. <laughs> it's a good... It's, it's a, it's a Fun, dumb game. <laughs> you know, like, I think we need more games like that in DS. Yeah. I really do. Like, I dare you to play that game and not just chuckle every 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, I saw that trailer. I'm like, this is genius. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> so that's good. You know, I, what's the multiplayer? Like, what is it going to have? I, goats and destruction. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know, but... Whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. Yep. <laughs> All right, um, so let's wrap it up. Uh, what have we been playing? Oh, and, and Titanfall apparently doesn't look bad. Uh, Digital Foundry did a video hey, from it. Apparently it runs at like 45 or 46 frames a second. Hey, like man, that's better than 30. <laughs> I mean, it's weird when, and like I feel bad for some studios where it's just like the news from it goes, oh, wow, it doesn't suck. Like, <laughs> I just want to know how you feel as a developer and you're working really hard. Like, oh, man, we have to port not only just, you know, a AAA franchise, but like the most anticipated game on the Xbox. And then yeah. people's reaction was like, oh, okay. Oh, like it's, not, it's not crap. This yeah, is all right. You guys didn't fuck up royally. All right, way to go, Blue Point Games. Like, <laughs> Man, that's that's brutal. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so yeah, uh, games. I, I'm, I'm going to go first. I haven't actually played anything this week. Oh, no, the shame. Um, haven't really had time for it, so yeah, I'm not playing shot, anything. Shot cast over. We can't continue. So. Yeah. What about you guys? Have you been playing anything? I know, George, you've been playing stuff. Well, uh, Ryan, what about you? <laughs> Um, so I actually, uh, backlog stuff, I've been playing Far Cry 3, uh, and I've been really, really enjoying that a lot. Um, so pretty much I played most of that, pretty much most of the weekend. Um, and then for site stuff for review, I'm still going through Ragnarok Odyssey Ace on PlayStation Vita. Um, I also, oh, I'm also going to be doing, uh, <laughs> right after we finish recording, I'm going to be playing the new episode of The Wolf Among Us. Uh, ah, I'll be doing yes. a review of that. Um, then other review stuff coming up will be, uh, Disney Magical World on 3DS, um, and then other than that, that's about it. Oh, and uh, a little bit of Final Fantasy X HD on Vita that I've been able to play so far. Oh, nice, nice. Yep. Uh, yeah, George, what about you? Cool. But besides uh, the stuff you mentioned... <laughs> um, I'm still playing uh, Deception, that crazy weird trap game. I'll probably have a review up this week before PAX. Uh, what else am I playing? I was playing some other crap, too, and I'm, not, I'm just drawing a blank. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm off and on in Titanfall. Like I said, it's kind of been like my nightly go-to game. Uh... No, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, kind of a busy week, so... Yeah, we're all prepping here. No, yeah, no, yeah. it's pretty much uh, getting crap. everything 
everything done before PAX and then packing. So yeah, the I only should say, should say yeah. The only game I'm really playing is seeing what emails are relevant or not because it's like, oh my god, there's so many to go. Yeah, through. Yeah. PAX is I, a great PAX is a great show, but they also show a lot of crap there. Or like yeah. a lot of stuff you won't be interested in. Like and and the word and and you'll notice there, Tony, when you're there time, there's gonna be some people who just kinda pull you into their booths when they see that you have a press pass. So like yeah. it, it it's kinda almost like Comic Con where it's like, Hey, we have a weird YouTube channel you should check out. Here, come check out this video. I'm like, ah oh, no, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. It is it is kinda funny because I mean the game I'm looking forward to most at, at PAX East is Hotline Miami too. That's the one I want to check out the most while I'm yes. there. Yes. So. Did you see that trailer, man? It yeah, looked yeah. Cool. I think I booked an appointment for that, so we should nice. just go together and just just uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. And you just trip balls and just play Hotline Miami too. Yeah, just go. Yep. You make good game. Me like. <laughs> yep. Two dudes in Sweden. I hope they're there because I've met the guys who uh, publish their games. Did uh, throwing up the horns. Horns. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're just doing it metal. Two guys yeah. from Sweden. Two <laughs> guys, man. Swedish metal. Like, it's just these two dudes that just live in this tiny little apartment in Sweden. They just make Hotline Miami, and they have like no, they have no idea. <laughs> Like <laughs> I love the way you said it's just two guys from Sweden who make online my hand. Yeah, they just that's all they do. Like they live in this tiny little apartment and they don't know how to like publish a game. They only know how to make Hotline Miami and there's apparently and that was the best story the publisher told me. He goes, Oh yeah, you know, they had no idea how to market their game. They had no idea how to actually get their game to like another platform. They just said, Oh, we made this really cool game, but help us and they did. Yeah. <laughs> but they also made a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's inspirational right there, man. <laughs> Um, so yeah, PAX, we're probably going to talk PAX, that's going to be, yeah, the next show is probably going to be PAX, 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 that's yep. going to be good. Yeah, so yeah. keep an eye out, we'll, we'll, so we'll be doing videos, a lot of hands-on, uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that whole weekend's just going to be a lot of hands-on, Tony's going to be playing a lot of games, I'm going to be playing a lot of games, mm -hmm. uh, just keep an eye out for just, you know, any, we're just anything cool, we've got our Instagram and our... What what else? What are crap do we yeah. do? Instagram, yeah. Facebook. I'm a, well, yeah, for for the site, um, you know me, guys. I'm a I'm a fucking Twitter holic, so follow me. I will be posting a lot of shit. Yeah, same here. I might be hijacking the Instagram because you know I, I fucking killed it at Comic Con last year. Nice. There you yeah, go. Man. You know, uh, yep, I'm gonna good, be... I mean, I got some good videos of uh, Spider Man doing the robot with Nick Fury. Just. Yep. <laughs> but, uh... That's great. Oh, and one last thing, um, and I'm gonna po post this link in the actual uh, post here. Uh, George and I did a really cool uh, spoiler thing for Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, if you saw the movie, please check it out. We, that was one of the best spoiler like casts or whatever that I've ever done in my life because we got guys from like three different sites together and we just talked about the movie and had fun and we geeked the fuck out. Very <laughs> passionate discussions about the Marvel cosmic universe along with just regular Marvel universe comic book movies in general. With yeah, it kind of went all over the place, but it was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll probably do more of those. Pro Spider Man Two is probably going to be the next one because uh, and we're going to just geek the fuck out as always. Yeah, but you, I already know what happens. We've seen thirty minutes and trailers already. Yeah, that is true. Oh, and I should say this. Why doesn't Spider-Man have a Queen's accent? He's from Forest Hills. Because Andrew Garfield is British. Oh, see, <laughs> I can't have that. <laughs> That's why he doesn't have a Queen's accent. Yeah, this goes back to what I was saying before people were making fun of me for my accent. I'm like, hey, don't make fun of me. I sound like Spider-Man, goddammit. <laughs> um, there was one issue of Spider-Man where God, um, that'd be hilarious if Spider-Man yeah. sounded like you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, like, there was one issue of Spider-Man I was reading where he there was an old man that actually fixed costumes for villains and heroes. He didn't care. He didn't discriminate. And he was like, you know, uh, somebody tried to rob him, and Spider-Man stops him, and he's like, oh, thank you, Spider-Man. I'm glad to see that a local boy helped me out. He goes, what do you mean a local boy? I'm not, I'm not from around. He goes, oh yeah, say that again without the Queen's accent. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty fun. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, so yeah, the, you know, packs people, prepare. We're going to have a lot of cool shit for you. Um, that's episode 169. Thank you for listening. Tonight I was joined by Ryan Meisler. Mm, I don't have anything funny this week. Sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, George Jimenez. Hail Hydra. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> all right, so that's the people. Hail Hydra. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Later. Bye-bye. Thank you